1: From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: That kind of makes me chuckle, thinking about what's on the end of the fork if you go to the World Championship Cheese Contest that got started yesterday at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee, who was in the thick of the action yesterday. Got a chance to visit with John Umhey, for Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers. Donkey Cheese water buffalo yogurt. Those are just a couple of the things that John and I talked about. Yes, they are entries to become champions at the World Championship Cheese Contest. You stick around. We're going to chat with John and find out about more of those entries and how the numbers overall are looking this year. Remember, they'll announce the world champions on Thursday online, worldchampioncheese.org. Anyhow, Weather wise, what can I tell you? Another nice day on the way today, and then we'll cool down tomorrow. We'll see a lot of clouds today, but we'll warm up to around forty three degrees. Tonight is when things change, at least on the short term. Tomorrow's highs only around thirty one. Friday, we're back up to 40 degrees, and then by Saturday, 50 degrees with showers in the forecast. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us with that in just a moment. And we're also talking about the livestock auctions that are happening in the spring. Randy Kath with Steffis Auction Group tells us about some Wisconsin sales they've got scheduled.
1: We're on mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: We're edging into that spring season, but there's still a lot of paperwork floating around out there. and. This is Jill Welke from the northern ends of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire and the FSA. They're coming up with a new state director, Pam. I hear you had an opportunity to talk to him. Yeah, that's right, Jill. His name is Gene Schrieffer. He is the new state director of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency offices, which dot the state. And uh, he's very familiar with the Farm Service Agency office. He is a farmer himself. And he also has uh, been many, many years as Iowa County's Extension Agriculture agent. Now, He's in the big chair. And boy, it comes with some unique challenges as we continue to make our way through the pandemic. I sat down and talked with Gina in studio and asked him to explain how they're trying to conduct business. Remember, the federal government had required that all federal employees, which would be our Farm Service Agency staff, had to have all of their vaccinations in place. How is that impacting his labor force, and where are they working? Are they back in the office, or are they still working remotely? Gene kind of gives us an update on how they're getting business done.
2: Well, we are still working remotely, mostly working remotely. Um, December, we thought we might be going back and developing plans for getting the offices reopened. Uh, At that point, most of the state was at 50% staffing. Still closed, but 50% of the workers uh, were coming into the office. We were starting to see offices at 75%. We were taking appointments to have in-person, in-the-office meetings. And then this uh, little Omicron thing started to hit. We watched it spread like wildfire across the country. Uh, We get daily briefings on the status of it, uh, how it's impacting um, You know, everyone, in addition to um, FPAC, we're we're the Farm Production and Conservation, so we're we're a sister organization with NRCS. And uh, uh, I think we are at every office now in the state at 25% staffing and no in-person meetings. And that's made things really difficult, uh, really challenging for uh, our staff, because we still have programs, we still have deadlines, uh, and, you know, they're going out meeting in the parking lot uh, with a farmer in their truck, uh, in, in the car, helping them fill out forms, um, you know, right there on the front line. Uh, extremely challenging, difficult situations, considering the deadlines that are approaching. Uh, and, and with 25% staffing, not everybody's there, you know. And and and, and we are stepping up. Uh, they are stepping up as best as, as we can. Uh, we, we think we're on target to get some of these things done on time, uh, and, and I think everyone's really looking forward to, like everyone else, you know, just move move beyond this and, and have some sense of, of normalcy like we thought we were heading for in November.
0: Now, one issue that we had, I asked Secretary Vilsack, is With the federal mandate that uh, USDA employees had to be vaccinated now, that's really neither here nor there right now, given uh, judicial oversight. But it sent a tone through your office, I'm sure, early on. And people have to understand, Gene, it's not like you had 100 percent of your employees, all positions filled, all things rosy before that
2: announcement. Uh, No. Uh, Our staff uh, complied with filling out uh, their forms, uh, providing documentation or whether they were or were not. Uh, And the ones that were not were either looking for religious exemption or other accommodation. Um, Federal level was going through that process. Uh, And now we are basically on hold just to see uh, what we do next uh, and, and how we can you know, in the end, we want to try and keep all of our employees safe as we can. Uh, and the, the the mandate was with that intent in mind.
0: How how are your vacancies? I mean, the, I remember well before the pandemic, FSA, depending on the county, always had a vacancy.
2: Uh, You know, that has been one of the early challenges here is um, staffing. I mean, not just because of the pandemic, even prior to the pandemic, Um you know, finding that good employee that enjoys the work, uh, that's effective at it. Uh, and then you throw a pandemic on top and it makes it more challenging. Uh, but we're, you know, we're looking at some of our older employees that are ready for retirement. Uh, and then, uh, changing the, 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 the changing, uh, uh, generational changes, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the things that were important to my generation may not be the same level of importance to the, to the younger generation. They expect to maybe move around uh, in, in a variety of different jobs over a course of a career versus somebody that comes in and spends 20, 30 years, their entire career with one organization. So, you know, one of the challenges I've put forward to our staff is, is how do we find you know, my son's generation, he's a senior at, at UW-Madison, just started his final semester, thank God. But, uh, you know, how do we appeal to his generation? Uh, how do we, we make the work that we do that's essential in a rural area um, seem relevant, important, and rewarding uh, for, for, for what, you know, that, that fills them with uh, a sense of purpose? I mean, that that's why we work and, you know, rewards them economically. And so we're facing... The exact same labor challenges as every other industry, private industry or elsewhere, uh, finding that good person, uh, getting them trained, and then holding on to them once we've got them.
0: You know, and despite the fact that, uh, again, Gene Schrieffer's in studio with us, he's Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency State Director, uh, former Extension uh, staff member in Iowa County, and now, uh, like he said, trying to keep everybody uh, coordinated with our federal programs. You know, just uh, with that thought in mind about the rural community and things like that, there are programs that don't stop just because of the pandemic. Your staff has been nonstop go with the pandemic looming over them, one of the programs Gene and I were talking about is uh, Dairy Revenue Protection, the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. That is active right now. There's been changes, there's updates that need to be made, and that interaction is necessary.
2: Yeah, you know, the the, the work goes on. Uh, that that Just because uh, we got sent home uh, to telework, that doesn't mean that the work doesn't get done. And, and it's been remarkable how much we've gotten done uh, working remotely. Uh, we're working against a deadline right now for the dairy margin coverage program. There were some changes to that that allow producers that expanded production to start including some of those pounds. Uh, we, we recognize that there was an error in the formula for calculating uh, the, the feed price. We were using the wrong cost of alfalfa, and we've now uh, fixed that. And uh, so producers that have new production production, uh, are, are eligible to um, uh, uh, certify uh, th- those additional pounds and get, get paid for them through the DMC program and uh again you know the the staff are meeting you know in your truck you know to (laughs) uh, come in call in uh, going out at at, at 20 below or i heard it was 31 below up in northwest wisconsin Um, and i don't miss that from when i was there but uh uh, but they're getting it done uh and and we've got arc plc um uh still uh kind of wrapping up trying to get that done within this month and then just yesterday, they announced a general sign-up for CRP. Yeah. So all, all that work goes on. Uh, that's kind of that steady, uh, you know, week-to-week, month-to-month uh, or seasonal. What we did see a drop-off with uh, uh, COVID and teleworking was applications for the beginning farmer loan program. And, and a lot of that's so hard to do remotely. You know, it, it needs that face-to-face. So we're, we're thinking once we get back to face-to-face, we'll start to see that, that tick up. And th- that would be a... Uh, a real plus. So that one's down a little bit last year. Uh, these other ones have been really important. Uh, and and uh, uh, again, the the challenge of of, of working uh, without that face to face contact, especially if you're in a community with limited uh, internet access. And, yeah. and you know, Southwest Wisconsin, we're we're kind of a black hole uh, in that regard. It's getting better, uh, but but a lot of our producers just don't have reliable, uh, let alone fast, <laughs> access. Yeah. And, you know, you make a good point, though, about
0: that beginning farmer program kind of getting hung up, because prior to the pandemic, Wisconsin, you said, had some very respectable numbers as far as how it worked to encourage those beginning farmers.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the things I did, not re- I knew we uh, FSA does those farm loans. I, I didn't realize the extent of that portfolio until I started. Uh, we, we've we got one of the largest ones in the country. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say we're within, within top 10 as far as the number of loans and the value of those loans in helping farmers, young farmers or beginning farmers that have yet less than 10 years' experience get started in farming. Now, now we're not going to go out and buy somebody a 10,000-acre ranch or anything. It, it has to be relative to the size of the average for the county. But, you know, I, I'm looking at the demographics of our farmers, how old they are getting, they're going to be retiring out. Uh, and, and, you know, when I was starting, it was true that you either married or inherited it uh, it's even more true now, and and, and it's tough. And, and and we've expanded those options. We've got some of the lowest delinquency rates in in the country, uh, which, as a taxpayer, uh, I, I'm I'm happy about that. You know that that our loan managers are making good decisions. Uh, they're reinvesting and helping farmers get started, getting them off to a good start. I think we can do more with that. Uh, but but really proud and impressed with with the history of that. And, um, you know, once uh, we want to make sure we have that opportunity, we we also have socially disadvantaged uh, 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 programs. And and one of the newer ones is is urban farming. Uh, So uh, if there are plots in cities uh, and and, uh, people want to help in in growing food and and helping feed themselves, their families and their communities, uh, we're able to help with that also now. Gene Schrieffer
0: in studio with us again. He is uh, the new face of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency office. He is the state director and very familiar with Wisconsin agriculture, as he pointed out, engaged in it himself. Uh, If you are looking at something like the dairy margin coverage program, that beginning farmer opportunity any of that as he said those county offices are there right now they may only be there brick and mortar the people may not be there but you can always start with a phone call or an email and keep your fingers crossed by this spring you'll have a chance for those face-to-face meetings to resume from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm farm director pam yonke
1: this is the midwest farm report with pam yonke
3: When we say we're the concrete producing company that contractors rely on, it's because they know we produce our own superior ready mix products that endure the Wisconsin elements, and our family stands behind the long-lasting performance. Add one of our unique products to your next project.
1: The concrete producing company The contractors rely on Advanced Concrete
3: Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships.
4: You know what makes car buying unpleasant? The pressure. The absolutely out of control, uncomfortable pressure. You know what causes that? Salespeople. Salespeople on a commission pushing you into a car they want to sell you. Bergstrom Automotive got rid of that. All of that. When you come into any Bergstrom Automotive location in Madison or Middleton, you're a guest you'll be met by one of their advisors. Whether you pick the most expensive car on the lot or a discount used car, their advisors get paid the same. Bergstrom advisors know that the only thing they have to do is listen to you and help you find the right car. And if for some reason you don't find the perfect vehicle, they'll shake hands and hope you come back again. But pressure? No, never. The better way is at Bergstrom. Bergstromauto.com Join us.
1: Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with
0: Pam Youngke. Yeah, you better hang on. We're talking World Championship Cheese Contest that officially got underway yesterday at the Alliance. Uh, no. Monona Terrace Convention Center. Time for our Ag Weather Update brought to you this morning by Compere Financial. Stu Muck along with us. It was a blast. I mean, yesterday I said to Buck, uh, yesterday was one of those days when I just love my job. Getting to hang around with all the volunteers. The toters, those are the guys, that the folks that have to drag the cheese from one place to the other and get it in front of the judges. That's saying something when you got more than 2,900 entries from around the world. And these aren't just like baby steps. There's like 200-pound wheels of Emmenthaler that they've got to move around. So good morning to the volunteers. They're going to have a full day ahead of them, and I'm talking more about that with John Umhafer later. Uh, The good news is no matter where those volunteers were coming from, Stu, the weather has not impeded their arrival.
5: No, no, not much. There's a little activity out there. I've got a little new sparkle on my deck this morning, and we are seeing just a little sprinkly precipitation, a few snowflakes north of La Crosse. That little sprinkle, I think, is way down in in far southwest Wisconsin this morning. Some of that's a possibility today. There's a front that extends from around Nebraska to southern Iowa, down into Illinois, southern Indiana. That boundary may push a little north as a warm front today. And that's why I think we have to mention there could be a little sprinkle or a flurry, and it may just freeze on somewhere. Even though temperatures will be pretty mild and you know, you've got that slippery shaded spot, that could be a little slick. Keep that one in mind. That little system slides on by. We do cool down a bit as we look toward Thursday and then we'll start to warm up somewhat for the weekend and more likely toward Friday night and Saturday. For most of us in the south, here, some rain going to build in. I'll have forecast details right after this.
6: Wisconsin Farm Bureau makes me a better advocate for agriculture because of the leadership development opportunities that I can participate in, specifically the Leadership Institute, where you get to dive into the specifics of advocating for agriculture, policy development, and even more.
1: WFBF.com. They
6: work for you while you're working the farm. A voice
1: for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance recently issued a special dividend to support their auto, home, farm, and business customers to help keep Wisconsin strong. This dividend will pay out over $5 million back to their policyholders. Visit RuralMutual.com
0: to learn more.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance constant
0: strong Alrighty, righty Stu tell me more about that uh, that glistening stuff out there this morning is it coming around again?
5: It'll be really light if we see it. Our Compere financial ag weather update is for a mostly cloudy day. And there could be a little sprinkle or maybe a flurry this morning. More likely some very light rain could pop up in the afternoon. Look for today's temps in the mid-40s as winds become northwest at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy overnight. Upper teens, north winds at 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy Thursday, the cool day of the week. Low 30s, 32, maybe a warm spot. The northeast winds at 5. Mostly cloudy Friday, back up near 40, upper 30s. Southeast winds at 5 to 10 late Friday night into Saturday, Pam. A little rain, a rain-snow mix. Mostly, I'd say, La Crosse and Oshkosh and South. We're talking some rain, but a little light snow could mix in further north.
0: All right. Uh, nothing that we have to really get clutched up about, though, huh?
5: Uh, you know, a tenth of an inch of rain or so could add a lot of standing water we don't want.
0: Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you tomorrow and see where we stand. All right, see you then. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with weather details that you're looking for at this time of the day. And again, don't forget, we're encouraging you to become an official rainfall reporter. Find details on our website or go to Cocoraz.org, C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S.org. Compeer Financial brought your weather to you this morning. They're financial partners committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compeer.com. This
1: is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonkey.
4: Rebath
0: started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing
4: bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, An affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath. What to do
7: with three days off each week? A quick trip up north? Hit the bike trails around the Driftless? Or just lounge around binge-watching your favorite movies? When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazamani, your career is world-class, so you can live first-class. You work four days a week with three days off. Cardinal Glass in Mazamani is now hiring production associates and maintenance, competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit-sharing, and more. Apply today at cardinalglassmazo.com
1: because
4: of you someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings because of you there will always be a friendly smile Because you are the Bright Star
0: in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's
6: life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
7: When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not.
4: Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs.
7: And
0: dangerous things like
3: metals and volatile organic compounds into your body.
4: And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes.
8: Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s.
6: Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control
8: Hi, this is Dave Gary with the Princeton Clubs. Since 1987, my team and I have had a couple of goals make it really simple for everyone to get started with fitness and keep our world class facilities available at affordable rates. Well, we've done just that. And over 35 years, I've learned one really important thing it all starts with you. If you'll decide now is the time to get in shape, we'll help you get there. I promise. At the Princeton Clubs, there's no joining fee. We keep our clubs open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and include free childcare. Our world-class facilities offer almost everything possible and are meticulously cleaned and maintained. We provide an amazing environment to help motivate you, and more importantly, it allows you to feel comfortable while you're improving your health. Now more than ever, taking care of our bodies both physically and mentally is... It's so important. Come see why we've been voted Madison's best and favorite health club year after year, the Princeton Club for a better tomorrow. To activate a free trial pass, go to PrincetonClub.net.
6: Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire.
7: Let your natural beauty shine through.
6: Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com.
7: Rappaport is saying that Green Bay and Rogers are working on a short-term deal that would make Rogers the highest-paid player in the league. But this contract, it would be like a year-to-year base, basis, essentially. The contract talks are contingent on Rodgers returning to the Packers. Yeah, I'm curious obviously. to
3: see how this would work, because y- you know how absolutely annoying it would be, or Brett Favre-esque it would be. Every year? if hey, he you just out. Yeah, if he just started signing for, to be, because he continues to play well. He, the yeah. only way he can continue to sign like this is if he plays well and plays at a high level or he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And as of right now, he's not showing any drop off, right? No, no. So, but it'd be annoying. Yeah. Every year. Okay. Are you coming back? Yes. Okay. Do you need to be the highest paid guy? Yes. Yes. It's I, like so- I get it. But it's at the time, it's like the Brett Favre saga when he was going back and forth. I got annoying for a
7: man can only cry so many times over Brett Favre. I cried twice. And Couldn't do it anymore after retirement.
3: If Aaron Rodgers continues to do that, he's kind of holding the Packers hostage because you don't want to push him out of the door, yeah. but you also don't really necessarily want to jump to Jordan Love right away.
7: And he said many times that he doesn't want to do what Brett Favre did. So, and, and he's not doing that now. Rodgers, have you ever heard Rodgers say he's going to retire? No. No. He said he's
3: going to so, go take some time to think about yeah, stuff.
7: And he's a human being. Oh, he's a
3: human living. Let him let him have a little time. Free to agency think. hasn't started yet, so it it doesn't. March sixteenth. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. got fifteen, 15, 15 days. days. Like if he's still holding this up, and it was like I don't know May or June, then I'd start to get then, a little. Dude, you said you were going to have a decision like, well before hey, free agency for Devontae Adams. Listen to do to his here, thing, and Some of these guys to do his thing. Would you grab
7: him by his hair, Rowdy, and be like, "Make a decision already, guy"?
3: I would think by March sixteenth, you would have to pretty much know what
7: Rodgers is doing. Well, I think he's going to crap pretty soon here. Crapper get off the pot. I'm pretty sure he's going to be crapping pretty soon. That's the vibe I'm getting.
3: And I'm, I'm also all right with Aaron Rodgers being the highest paid guy and not necessarily taking a pay cut. Uh, he has been the best quarterback in the NFL the last two years. Yeah, he's the MVP. The only thing that I would like to see is how they can structure it to fit that much money versus the cap, just because they can restructure it in different ways where it doesn't have as big of a cap hit as like the Matt Ryans of the world. I think I saw where it was like he could be the highest paid guy out there, but he would only cost like 20, 25 million against the cap. Where technically it would actually still be a better deal for the Packers
7: cap wise, so the, they got to figure it out that way. Yeah, the scuttlebutt was that Rogers wants fifty million dollars, and then he hit up Pat McAfee last week, uh, was that Friday, and said that is categorically false, never happened. Uh, Rodgers denied those reports, saying he wants to be the highest paid player in league history, but they say he may, however, desire to be the highest paid player for the upcoming season. That would mean that he would have to be paid at least forty five mil to match Patrick Mahomes the Chiefs quarterback who makes 45 mil as his current annual salary. Uh, that money, not really cap-friendly, but the Packers are, what, $29 million over right now? It was Kenny Clark, David or Aaron Jones, and then David Bakhtiari, and they'll have some more moves coming out here. And then it's happens, what happens with the Rodgers? I get the vibe that Rodgers is coming back. It'll probably be that $45 million on the table, not the 50 mil, but the 45 mil match, or maybe a little more of Patrick Mahomes, and he's the MVP of the league. He's the MVP. Do you think the MVP doesn't have the right to say something like that? I get get it with fans saying like, hey, look at Tom Brady did. I understand that.
3: Now he wiggled his way into this current contract where this is his last year and next year's void because he was supposed to be under contract the following year as well. Mm -hmm. So he's put himself in this position. I'm sure he knows what he's doing, but if he plays out this season and we just start doing one year deals, then I'll start to roll my eyes and be like, this is literally what Brett Favre. Yeah. Did.
7: It's like, come on, dude,
3: let's not go down this road. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what the Packers do just because there are contracts like Aaron Rodgers that they need to talk about. Like Randall Cobb, you can cut him right now hey, and you save like a little over $6 million. Yeah. But you could also restructure him and say, Hey, he comes to agreement that he's going to take a pay cut instead of saving 6 million. Maybe you save 7 million. Like those are the type of, of decisions that I'm sure also hinge on Aaron Rodgers. Yep.
7: No doubt. All right. Uh, there's a little Rodgers update for you. It's I- I'm going to guess that he actually gets his
3: uh, decision made prior to March 16th. Yeah,
7: I feel that. I feel that way too. So
3: that the Packers actually have time to do the type of, you know, Randall Cobb cuts or, yeah. or pay cuts or the extensions for certain guys. Like, Devontae Adams. Yep.
7: Ah uh, yeah, what are they gonna do with Tay? Are they gonna I don't think they tag him. I don't think they tag him. The Packers never tag I think anyone. If you if you tag Devontae Adams. What's the last time he was a franchise tag? Was it like was it it was a long time ago?
1: If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. and
0: let me say good morning to all of the volunteers that are helping to make things happen at the World Champion Cheese Contest that's underway at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Especially the toters. I was talking to some of the folks yesterday. The toters are the people that are responsible for moving all that cheese from one place to another and back again. And remember, we've got more than twenty nine hundred entries from around the world and the toters have to keep track of it all move it from the back of the house to the front of the house, get it in front of the judges, and then back again. Good morning, toters, and have a great day. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good day as far as weather is concerned. Our daytime highs today expected to touch out right around 43 degrees under cloudy skies. Tomorrow, a little bit of a surprise, clouds in 31. Friday, we're back up to 40 degrees. Saturday, showers in the forecast and 50 degrees. Oh, don't forget... Uh, we are asking you to think about becoming an official rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service. Boy, there is a lot of geography in Wisconsin that has zero rainfall reporters. So we're trying to help them get the word out especially to people in rural communities, citizen scientists as we call them. Now, remember, you can find the information about becoming a rainfall reporter on our website midwestfarmreport.com, fabulous farm babe on Facebook. You can also download our app and find it there. The Farm WI is what you want to look for on your Play Store and or go directly to the National Weather Service's website, Cocoraz.org That's C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S.org. Please, especially you folks in Columbia and Adams County this morning, please consider becoming an official rainfall reporter. So today is the second day of March. On this day in 1933, King Kong, the film, premiered. Also on this day in 1965, The Sound of Music premiered, one of the most popular musical films of all time. Happy birthday to actor Daniel Craig. John Bon Jovi is celebrating a birthday today. Our own former Wisconsin senator, Russ Feingold. Happy birthday, Russ. And Mikhail Gorbachev, former leader in Russia, He's celebrating his 91st birthday today. Here's a little side note you may not have known about Gorbachev. In 1978, he was appointed the Secretary of Agriculture in Russia. He spent a lot of time paying attention to the harvests of 1979, 80, and 81 because they were pretty poor due to weather. Uh, He worked a lot on trying to manage the systems that farmers in Russia worked within so there's Mikhail Gorbachev's connection to agriculture, There's Secretary of Agriculture, back in 1978. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. Remember how to spell that? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Or you can give them a call toll-free, 726 8609. Little change up today. We're getting a chance to visit with Randy Kath. Uh, he is with Stephas Auction Group, and he's the fellow that we talked with previously about things like quality tested hay auctions and what's happening with some of the livestock. Now, more and more of our sales in Wisconsin involving livestock, and you got a big one coming up towards Sheboygan, uh, one in Monroe, and uh, just a lot of action as far as auctions are concerned in Wisconsin. Huh, Randy?
9: Yeah, it's been pretty active spring in uh in Wisconsin so far and looks to be uh, heading that way for the summer as well. We've got some other visits coming up here in the next ten days that
0: uh, we're hoping to put
9: some more activity, but a lot of stuff on the calendar out there so far and Need to get get after them as well.
0: Sure. Let's start with uh, a little bit of the details. Uh, we've talked a lot with Ashley about the used farm equipment or construction equipment or specialty equipment. Haven't done so much with livestock. Tell me a little bit about the expertise that Stephens Group brings to those livestock auctions, Randy.
9: Well, the reality is, I grew up in the cattle business from day one. Um, done a lot with the uh, with the show cow market, the registered whole CNN, um, and traditionally with Steph, a lot on the commercial side as well. Um, generally, when we get into livestock situations, a lot of the times we find private buyers versus going to auction, but the prices seem to be really rolling pretty hard right now. So the, the situation in Monroe County with the Wollerman farm, they've chosen the live auction route. We've got a really, really nice set of cattle, both on the registered and the commercial side. And we're going to run a live sale out there with online bidding and going to have about 400 head through the, through the ring that day, so it's going to be a long day, but really good quality cattle down there. We want the buyers to be as informed as possible and give as much information as they want or as they need.
0: It's really reassuring to know that the people from the Steffes Group are talking the talk. They understand the language. They understand the industry. I mean, let's face it, that is a big peace of mind for anybody that's thinking about uh, maybe exiting the dairy industry, exiting livestock, like Randy said. Those animals mean something to you. You want them to go to the best home, and you want those buyers to have the best information. Randy Kath along with us. He is one of the faces behind the Steffes Group that helps to make that all happen. And like he said, they've got livestock sales coming up in both uh, the Monroe area, I should say Toma area, as well as uh, over by sheboygan county and uh more on the way find out everything about what's coming up livestock or as far as equipment at stuffisgroup.com that's s-t-e ffesgroup.com or call them 800-726-8609 if you'd like to investigate how the Steffes Group can help you. Randy Kath along with us today.
9: Time to try out this new dating app. Step one, describe yourself in three words or less. Okay. Netflix aficionado, Disney Plus pundit, HBO Beauty. Do I not have any other hobbies? If you've fallen victim to doing nothing, here's your chance to become a citizen scientist. Invest just two minutes a day as a volunteer rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service. Visit cocorahs.org to learn how you can become a citizen scientist. Finding love online is not guaranteed.
0: John Umhafer from the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association is up in just a moment with more details from the World Championship Cheese Contest that continues through today at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Don't forget, tomorrow they will announce the champion. Well, markets this morning have cooled a little bit, but The Dow Jones Industrial Average is coming back right now, up more than 200 points. This morning we've got May corn up 18 cents at 743. December new crops up four at 628. May soybeans are up a penny at 1690. November beans right now, two and a half cents higher at 1479. May wheat is up 75 cents, 1059. July new crops up 75 cents, 1042. Oats. Or another one that you might want to keep an eye on. The May oats are up 15 cents right now at 6.91 a bushel. Now in dairy markets yesterday, barrel cheese was unchanged at 193 and a half. 40-pound block cheese that was up four at 2.03. Double A butter up six and a quarter cents, 2.69 and a quarter per pound.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin
3: in her suburban truck. Thanks to Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led, and from Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, on Facebook, and Twitter.
6: Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come
0: over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol.
4: If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for
0: my family, and I don't want to get in trouble.
6: Wisconsin Farm Bureau makes me a better advocate for agriculture because of the leadership development opportunities that I can participate in, specifically the Leadership Institute where you get to dive into the specifics of advocating for agriculture, policy development, and even more.
1: WFBF.com. They
6: work for you while you're working the farm. A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin
1: Farm Bureau. Sows. Cows plows. Heck, anything connected to farmings on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkin. It
0: is a tremendous undertaking to host the World Championship Cheese Activities. Today they continue at the Manoana Terrace Convention Center. I had a chance to uh, visit yesterday and take in the sights and sounds, minus the general public. This year's group of 53 international expert judges are going to evaluate more than 2,000 dairy product entries and select the winner in each class to ultimately become the champion. The graders, cheese buyers, dairy science professors, and researchers have more than 700 combined years of experience in the dairy processing industry, and it's really considered quite a feather in your cap to be asked to judge the World Championship Cheese Contest. But it wasn't a guarantee in 2022. I talked about it yesterday with John Umhafer, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, and he said not only logistics, but also available labor made them pause and wonder if they should have this year's event at all. We
10: did, and mostly because of people. We found and believed that the cheese would always get here, but it was the people and we even had a judge uh, have to stay back even within a few days ago. But we did get 99% of our judges here, so we're happy. We're glad about the timing and we're we actually rocking pretty well right here.
0: No, the, I mean, just judging by the physical appearance of the show, it looks like everything is at or above normal, What? Give me give me the numbers. Yeah, we have hit 2,978
10: cheeses and butters and other dairy products here, which is down a little bit. And it's interesting because it's down domestically in our entries, but the foreign entries were about equal to uh, 2020 when we had our largest contest ever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's some logistics there, but uh, really a great turnout considering what we thought would be an interesting or or challenging year.
0: Well, and that's what I want to speak to is, Mm -hmm. it's a challenge even in the best of times to move this amount of cheese keep this amount of cheese in good right. condition and get it from point A to B. People have to understand this cheese does not land <laughs> in Madison.
10: Right. We did have, again, just a heroic amount. I mean, there's there's literally 70 volunteers right around us right now. There was at least that many that came up to the warehouse in Little Chute, Wisconsin, at Wow Logistics and worked for two solid weeks getting ready for the contest. So... Yeah, it takes the entire industry to get this done, and, and we did hear, too, that, you know, they could spare one person this year, but not two, because, as you know, the, the industry's really moving very fast yeah. right now to keep up with demand.
0: Right. Now, what about the warehouse itself? Why is that such a sweet spot for this contest?
10: Well, we've got a heck of a partner, a 20-year partner at Wow Logistics that gives us a wide-open, correct-temperature space for free because they see the value of the contest for the industry. So we thank them for that. And, yeah, in the... In the Fox Valley up there, centrally located around so many cheese makers, that, that delivers the people we need to get the job done.
0: You know, I always, I've always, i never seen it, but I always envision that when it's move day, when it's time for that cheese to start making its trek down here, it's kind of like a carnival. <laughs> you know, where are the elephants? Where is the gray year? Tell me about that. Well, there are weeks of
10: activity and it ends up with several truckloads four truckloads of cheese coming down and yes we had a big consolidation day we had to get from hundred and forty classes onto sixty-six pallets so mm-hmm. that was that is a bit of a circus and uh, and then we've got the big swiss that we have to unstack we had the the big people in the industry the strong people in the <laughs> industry lifting two hundred pound wheels of swiss stacking them on top of each other so it, it, it is interesting
0: yeah that's one thing i think people don't understand is these wheels come entirely intact. Mm-hmm. It's not like you envision your little package at the grocery store. <laughs> These are game on. Why do they why did why is that part of the competition? Well some of
10: the things we do is tradition and we like our traditions. And one of the traditions dating back decades and decades is give us the entire piece of cheese, even if it's two hundred pounds don't sample it. This has got to be blind. You don't know how it tastes. We don't know how it tastes. Mm. So if you cut it in half, now we're allowing a little bit of that more and more because it's so expensive to send over. Tens of thousands to send over those big wheels of Swiss. So we are allowing them to cut them in half, but still it's a 100 pound piece of cheese. And so, yeah, we've, we've bent a little, but we like
0: seeing that whole piece of
10: cheese. Right,
0: right. Uh, it arrives here. What is going to happen to all this cheese this year? That's the other question. I mean, normally the general public would get a chance to have at, right. but with the, it basically closed to the general public, what's the plan?
10: Well, it's true. We, had, we did decide to leave the public out of this year's contest, and I stand by that decision. And, of course, we've got everyone here has been vaccinated, and we had mm-hmm. that all set up in advance. And so we think we're doing right by these people who've flown in from around the world to be our judges. Uh, we have great partners that have bought cheese. We give away a great portion, maybe a third of it, to Second Harvest of South Central Wisconsin. And uh, then some partners like Hy-Vee buys a, a great deal of the cheese, and the, you'll see it at the Hy-Vee stores in uh, southern Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And then a number of cheese shops around the state. So we are; those people are stepping up to uh, pick up some of the slack because, yes, we used to have the big 800-person event and serve up about 100 cheeses. So those will go back, uh, a lot of it to second harvest, honestly.
0: Wow. Award-winning, if you want to (laughs) stop and think about that. Now, we talked about the judges. Any logistical issues aside from the demand on labor back at home to get them here, John? I mean, now, nothing like picking a little drama. Here we are with the Russian-Ukraine situation, complicating matters, perhaps, getting them home.
10: Yeah, we didn't face that, luckily the timing there, but uh, what we find is these people spend top dollars. so you're hearing about container ships having troubles, most of these cheeses are flown in, and that's where I talk about tens of thousands of dollars, because they fly those big wheels of Swiss in. So we do see for contest, we're kind of flying over the problems that you (laughs) see for ordinary delivery.
0: Right. Okay, so this is my favorite part. Pam and John's, crazy (laughs) entry, where is it coming from? Country that catches your attention, that you look down your list, and then I always ask about the varieties. I just personally got offered buffalo, so, you know, there's that, folks. What do you see?
10: Well, we do have the donkey cheeses back this (laughs) year. Uh, We do have Icelandic cheese, which kind of caught our eye this year. Cow's milk, but Icelandic, which is quite different. And I think we're having the yak milk cheese from Tibet back. That was here two years ago. So those those stand out for sure. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, you know... (laughs) And part of the reason when John says back again is sometimes those cheese makers use the evaluation from this contest well, as sure. as marching orders for the next time around.
10: Absolutely, and we've watched people's scores rise through the years. They do take those comments back and they improve their cheese and they bring it back, and then they start winning medals. So,
0: I got to ask you though this this trend of hot 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 hot. Oh, yeah. You and I have talked before about your poor judges. I have not met a human being yet that really looks forward to evaluating 30 ghost cheeses or whatever they are. How do you do that?
10: We do have more hot, hot, hot than ever. Again, uh, that keeps growing. Uh, We've seen the Scotch Bonnets are in there now. The Carolina Reapers are in there. It used to be a habanero was a big deal, and now they've found the highest, hottest peppers, and they're putting those into cheese. So consumers love it and yeah. so we're keeping track
0: yeah but your judges for god's sakes man
10: <laughs> well we've tried to split those down and down and down into as few of cheeses you know we've got <laughs> the high heat Semi-high heat and low heat, uh, but yeah, some of those folks end their day. It's the last cheese you judge in the day. Is the the I
0: don't see a stretcher. (laughs) No, not Not yet. yet. Maybe some sweater on the (laughs) tables. (laughs) You know, we laugh because this is really an enjoyable event, despite the fact the general public's not here. Help people understand the camaraderie around every one of these tables. You've told me before these people take vacation to be here.
10: Yeah, it's a great moment. We had our. roundabout the room last night with our 50 judges in the room and it was it was so pleasurable because they're everyone was so happy to be here and back to doing what they think is fun because most of them hadn't left their country that had flown in for this most of them hadn't judged any other contest in the last two years so the word fun kept coming up so we're gonna we're gonna make this one fun this
0: time and they are making it fun. That's John Umhey, for Executive Director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, the host for the World Champion Cheese Contest that will continue through today and into tomorrow at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Like he said, the general public unfortunately not able to enjoy the event, but everybody can enjoy it via the World Wide Web. You can follow along and learn more about behind-the-scenes details on how you undertake such a massive show. Just follow them worldchampioncheese.org. Today, our own Aaron Zimmerman and Stephanie Hoff, as well as our part-time assistant, Taylor Schaefer, are going to be enjoying the show